Hi, Joe. It's good to see you. Hi, Claire. How you doing? Good I'm really well. Too. Yeah, I'm really well. Thank you. Thank you very much for being on this podcast with me. My pleasure. Oh. It's, it's been a joy. And, and thank you for asking me. And I'm just so proud of what you're doing. So thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Well, it is really exciting to be talking to you because I haven't talked to you for ages. It's many months since we caught up with each other. And uh, so I'm delighted that we get to talk here on the podcast today. I know. So much has happened in between, hasn't it? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Been a lot. There's <laughs> so much. Yeah, so, there's been a lot. So I wanted to start by asking you about... Um, the fact that you even moved from America to Italy. Where did you move from? Where is I mean, home in America? Um, Pennsylvania. So we, I moved from Pennsylvania all the way across the pond to Italy in the Mantova region. So it's mm-hmm. beautiful. I, I wouldn't trade it for all the tea in China. It's just absolutely beautiful. Yes. And but it hasn't been easy for sure. But it's been beautiful. And um, when, uh, just for my understanding, because I know the obvious bits about Italy, where geographically are you in Italy? Just north, south? We are um, pretty much, we are counted as the North Star of Italy. It is um, north central Italy. Okay. In in the Lombardia region. So we are Mantova area in the Lombardia region of Italy. Beautiful. it's it's actually the best location. We are literally two hours away from some of the most incredible cities in the world. So if if you were to go two hours one way, you go Verona, Venice, you know, and then you've got all the different, you know, Bologna down below, Florence, Pisa, you know, and then you make your way back up and there's Milan. And it's so it's basically, you know, where I am is basically the crossroads to all of these incredible towns. So fantastic. Really uh, cool. Ah, oh, that's very, very lovely. I know some of the cities that you've been to. Um, uh, that uh, I've been to some of the cities um, in the area that you're referring to, uh, mm-hmm. like Pisa and Milan. And so, oh. oh, very beautiful. Beautiful. Lucky you, huh? I, I, I try to see as many cities. So on the weekends, I, I play tourist all the time. And, and it's really neat. No matter how many times I go to a city, it's like I'm seeing it for the first time because there's so many layers. It's mm. not it's so different from American cities. It's it's not like you just go and you're like, oh, OK, you go and you just discover so mm. much. Yeah, it's fascinating. It's been great. That's lovely. Um, because one of the beautiful things about living somewhere is being able to integrate into the environment you're in. And, um, you know, I'm living in Massachusetts and I have managed to get a little bit out, not really much out of Massachusetts, but my exploration has been very minimal by comparison to what you're saying. And um, one of the things that I've experienced in the past living in different countries is really getting to know the environment I live in and knowing the people. So how are you finding that? How easy is it for you to integrate into Italy in, you know, because if I'm correct in saying this, you don't speak Italian or do you? Not yet. I'm learning horribly with American accents. So even when I do speak Italian, they don't know what I'm saying. I guess I say everything with a smile. (laughs) Um, it has been, you know, overall, I'd say the people are so nice and they're so warm and so welcoming. Uh, Italy is a very warm country. They, you know, they really do try to help. Uh, but the difference is, is um, they do want you to speak Italian. Mm. And, and so I found that the more I, you know, try my hardest to speak Italian, the more they appreciate it. Um, Some things have been a challenge. You know, the grocery store for me has been a challenge. I'm used to buying the big bags, you know, American flour, big 25 pound bag of flour or sugar and Costco, Walmart. (laughs) And and when you buy everything here, it's one kilo, Mm. six eggs. And I'm used to buying five dozen eggs at a time. So certain things have been a trial trying to find, um, what those are in in Italian at the grocery store to me has been probably more challenging because mm. if I if I'm baking something I know what I need ingredients wise 
And then when I go to the grocery store, nothing is packaged the way that I'm used mm-hmm. to. But it's also been a great way to discover new things and say, mm-hmm. oh, okay, well, let's try this. Let's do this. Uh, so I would say it's really, I, Italy has been really welcoming. And the people here have been really great at saying, oh, you should try this. You should go here. You should do this. You know, and they're extremely helpful. Mm-hmm. You need really helpful. A lot of dates, too. <laughs> A lot of, you know, ladies, be careful, because if you say ciao and how are you doing, they think you want to go for coffee. Like, oh. <laughs> so you're, you're invited out a lot, are you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that, uh, would, that would be a great way of learning, learning Italian quickly. Yeah, <laughs> Going it's, on it, lots of coffee dates. Yeah, lots of, and it, you know, and it's so great. It's um, the hardest thing I think for me since I got here was, the lunchtime, because mm. as you know, in America, people eat in their car. Like we are busy. We are getting to the next appointment. It's go time. You go from the minute you get up and, you, and you're on it. And here it's like relaxed and it's slower. Not that the work is slower, but it's just they leisure. They they enjoy the day. Mm. And so, you know, to, to take a break between 12 and 2, when I first got here, drove me bonkers. But now it's like, oh, I could take a nap if I could take a nap. I could just putter around. I could read a book at that time. I can stay indoors. I don't have to do anything. And it's mm. and it's really nice that all the stores close down. Everything and and it's it's almost as if your body is allowed to just rest and recuperate. Because for me in the states, um, I was a uh, I sold international steel buildings and industrial steel buildings. And I sold, um, you know, uh, industrial lighting. So I had to hustle and I ate in my car. And my lunch break was, you know, as I ordered the food, eating to my next appointment, hoping mm. nothing on my shirt. So <laughs> to be able to have that time to actually cook a really good meal and just relax, it's fantastic. I recommend it I to everybody. Please come. <laughs> this should be the new way of life to every single person in the world. Yeah. Great. Well, it's really good because it sounds like the language isn't a barrier and the lifestyle is one that you're really enjoying because I'm certainly picking up here in the States of a very intense um, work-life balance. I'm not 100% sure if there is a balance. People work very hard, minimal hol- holidays. Um, and the lifestyle you're describing sounds like, it. it, it yeah, something that gives you space that gives you time um and um so you must appreciate that after uh, as a contrast well let's just say in america i i was i was an outdoor sales rep and i um i i also had my office and so i was in the office and then thursday friday saturday i was on the road mm. and then i would come back sunday and I was hustling all the time. I was working. I was, you know, it, and in order, if I brought in, say, $40,000 of sales one week, the next week, I better double it. Mm. Right? It was, it, 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 that was the marker. It, it was never good enough. It uh, always had to be more and more and more. And it wasn't just what I wanted. It was the ambitions of my, you know, my managers. They would say, okay, you brought in this. So next week, your goal is this. And I'm like, oh, I'm on the road like seven days a week to make this happen. What do you mean goal is that? And it, it was to the point that I was stressed all the time. Mm. And um, the beautiful home that I had in Pennsylvania, I had to hire like a gardener to do my yard because I wasn't there to do. And it would really bother me to go, I have this beautiful home, but I'm not here to enjoy it. I'm here mm. maybe, you know. So, I mean, but at the same time, I'm sure you see how beautiful America is. There's so many, you know, different layers of America. America is beautiful. And, and the thing that I get asked out, uh, asked out here a lot is, what's Costco like? What's Walmart like? <laughs> they want to know about the shopping, the malls. They, they want to know, you know, what, what is it like over there? And, and um, you know, and then there's certain differences too, because when you go to McDonald's here, it's like gourmet. It's like going to Red Robin in America. It's so nice. It's like, 
It's so nice. They bring you like if you if you get a cappuccino in the morning, they bring it to you in a china cup on like a porcelain plate, and you're like, "What? You don't get this at McDonald's, Echo. You don't. Even, they don't even know what cappuccino nothing is over there. So here, it's it's just different. It's just I love. I you know, it hasn't been easy, but I wouldn't trade it because the the peace that I feel here is great. Mm. The art of day, doing nothing. So sometimes you just sit and do nothing, and it's great. Well, moving to Italy was very much a choice, wasn't it? it? I mean, it wasn't a have to. It wasn't. You didn't do it for anyone. You didn't do it for a job. You didn't do it for anything other than a choice from yourself. Isn't that right? Yeah, I I chased the dream. Mm. And I, and say more about that. What was your dream? What what prompted? Italy well, it's, it's, and, yeah. it still is. So my dream is La Bella Sabinita and La Bella Sabinita Luxury Resort. So there's two buildings now. Uh, when you and I met, there was only one building and the second building came along. Um, we are doing a Kickstarter and an Indiegogo campaign to raise the funds to do the restorations for that. But the dream was to come here, do a bed and breakfast, to serve people, to serve all walks of life and, you know, to give them the Italian experience that we all dream about, you know, to to be able to give them the dream on the platter. So, you know, we've still had some delays. We've still had some setbacks, but we're still going forward and been able to it's actually opened up a lot of opportunities for me. So here I've been able to open up a product line, a wine line. Um, olive oil like gourmet products um so we have these are our products that are going up on the website and um it's uh, wines non-alcoholic wines olive oil red wine vinegar uh, pasta sauce and um coffee mm. the staple food <laughs> yes. absolutely the staple foods and all very authentic to italy and then is your intention that they're exported to the u.s or uh, or they're yeah so it come it come um, in the next few months. We are going to be having our website, and um, it's going to be amazing. Where all of these products are going to be introduced with the memberships and the subscription. So there's two different things that we're going to be doing. The membership is the ability to uh, get the discount. The subscription is how you want your product ordered and and how you want to receive it, whether it's monthly, every three months, every six months. So we've been able to create, and and with that, there's certain discounts, mm. which is very excited. Yeah. So I'm so excited. You guys can order the wine. You can order everything. And, and everything that we have is, is the very highest quality. Mm. Um, what we have been able to purchase has been um, the highest standard. And if you if you know Italy, Italy is very strict when it comes to their export and their import. Mm. Um, anything that says high, high end luxury or um, highest quality, it has to be 100 percent backed and proven. So we were able to buy the batches of the the highest quality wine, uh, award-winning wine. And um, the olive oil itself has a black seal crest on the top, being that it's the most superior olive oil outside of truffle olive oil. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very excited about that. And then, you know, just so many, so many wonderful things. So it's actually opened up a, a different business avenue that I never thought possible mm. in the internet. Yeah, so your your dream has expanded. It, it started as one thing, and it's um, it and is is this is one thing I'm finding in common with people, both myself and with other people who've moved countries. Is you might start with a an idea, you might even start with a big idea, you might start with a purpose, but often once the move has instigated, once you've arrived in your destination, there are surprises, good and not so good. And one has to respond to them and engage with them. But out of doing that, opportunities arise. You know, I didn't step into America and say, I'm going to do a podcast. So it's amazing what arises when you're really kind of attentive to what's going on, um, what occurs as a natural thing, as a next step. And I think, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um, I I think the more you allow yourself to relax and, and, and I think that everybody should travel. Everybody should go to different countries. Everybody, you know, should not just live in the picket fence because mm. there's so much out there. You, you get exposed to cultures and diversity and, um, you know, just different things, things that I like now, I never thought I would have ever liked 
I would have said, well, that's kind of weird, but it's, it's really nice because like you said, it starts here, but then as you, as I've relaxed, I I've allowed myself to allow the creativity to go, okay, where are we going next? What, what makes sense? Where are we going next? So let's, you know, let's do this. And the dream's taken me in some pretty cool places, just like, you know, with you going to America. Mm. Been- and, and, and I have a question. If, if, if you backtrack a little, often, you know, when you've got young adult children, I believe, and when um, um, children become university age or whatever they tend to be the ones who travel and disappear and go bye mum and um in your case you're the one who flew the nest so um you know what's it like being the the older person you know the pet not not age-wise I mean the parent who's who's leaving how how does that go down with family members and things like that did they see it as odd or is it just it it was you know it's just natural it's you know my my uh my daughter calls me a uh, senior citizen adolescent. So, I mean, we, we always joke that we had a freaky Friday moment and we never switched back, that I'm the child and she's the parent. So, um, no, <laughs> I'm just teasing. Um, I think as a parent, it was harder. It was harder older because when we're young, we're fearless. We're like, oh, yeah, I can conquer the world in 40 days. It'll be awesome. As we get older, we've gone through life. We've gone through setbacks. We've gone through heartbreaks. We've gone through failures. And um, the big what if, what if this doesn't work is, is like a guillotine. It just looms over you. And um, I think as you go older, you either go with greater joy and anticipation or you go with greater fear. I was terrified, literally. And um, what really helped was when we came to look at the place, my daughter actually came with me and she was going to be the voice of reason because I tend to be a Sagittarius and very impulsive. Oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. And she tends to be, you know, pros and cons and think about it this way. And um, when we got here, she was actually, mom, if you don't do this, I will, you know, I will not be happy because she's like, this fits you in every way, shape and form. And so to back up that, I was a single mom for many years where whatever my personal dreams and goals were, they were put aside so that I can raise my children. Mm. So my my focus was never on myself. My focus was, you know, okay, what do I need to do to make sure this bill is paid or this bill is mm. paid? I, I never had the freedom to just go, okay, this is what I want to do. Let's just, so when, when the time and the opportunity aligned and, um, and it was right. And it, it, it truth, I think people need to know that it is scary. There, there is a, I know you were afraid going to America. It's there's a panic that rises up inside you. But at the same time, the picture that I have on my Facebook as my icon or my logo, and I have it on TikTok and I have it on different ones is so important to me because it was the day before I left. I was so excited about the dream and so terrified, but it was the potential of what was in front of me. And um, nobody knew COVID was going to happen when, Mm. you know, when we came, Uh, nobody knew that flights weren't going to be as easy to come by or so, you know, that part made it harder because I thought, oh, no problem. My kids can just come over and then the world shut down and and it was kind of cast iron for a while. But when you have your children, adult children's blessing, and they say, you know, it's time for you to go, it's time get out, go, it's time to go. But when, you know, when they see the sacrifices that you made for them and for their mm. better and for their life, and they give you that opportunity as well. And they say, you know, it's time for you to be your own person. And, and you, you know, we're grown up, we're adults, we're fine. It made it a lot easier and it made it a lot harder because my relationship with my, my family and my children is of utmost importance. So all of my family is still back in the States, my children, everything. And I'm here in Italy. But at the same time, I also see how I'm securing their future and how I'm, I'm making so certain things are, are going to happen to secure the my family's future as well. Mm. So you have to go, okay, do I miss my children? Every day. Mm. Every single day. But thank goodness to modern technology, we can talk like this. Mm. So it, it makes it not as hard because I'm still 
involved? Do I, do I miss family weddings and birthdays? And yeah. Mm. And that part, you know, when you have a low day, you have to remember what your purpose is mm. because otherwise those low days really, you know, the pendulum really swings in the opposite direction, but coming, getting on the plane, it was, it was really a mixture of, I think I'm, you know, what am I doing? Like, this is crazy. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I was in my late forties when I came, I'm like, what was wrong? Right. And, um, I just turned 52. So, uh, I, I hope, hope I don't look at, it. I feel like I'm much younger, but way younger. Right. But it was like, am, am I okay to do this at this point in my life? Like, you know, it, and you, then you personally do the pros and the cons and go, mm. is this going to work? Am I going to follow my face? And, and the greatest advice that I can say to somebody getting ready to jump is you might fail. You might land on your face. It, it may not work, but you have that experience. Whether it works or not, you have you have had the courage to go and give yourself that experience. And and probably another hard factor was leaving all your belongings behind, getting rid of everything, and coming mm. with two suitcases because it's too. You know, right? Two suitcases. You're wearing as many clothes as you can. You have like your bags and and legal documents in, in your carry on and everything. And 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 so to 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 decide what actually goes with my life. What what do I leave? What do I give away? What's important? What do I have to take? And and what can I fit in these two suitcases? Mm. Was probably hard I think mm. undoubtedly I yeah, yeah that, that it, it, before we moved to the states we had to make those choices and I found that very tough you know um because you keep things for nostalgic reasons and so on and you just have to make strict choices but, but you've touched on something really interesting about um the the aspect of failing and I remember the best advice I got before my husband and I moved to Nigeria was a family uh, friend of ours said, what is the worst that can happen? And what is the worst decision you can take? It, what, is, what is the outcome you could take if the worst happened? And he goes, you'll just come home. <laughs> and, um, and he said, so really, there, in some ways, there is no failure because you're just going to go do your thing. It works. It doesn't work. And you can come home. And obviously, you know, if, well, we didn't own a property anyway, so we'd have had to start from scratch and everything. Um, and we did when we did come back to the UK. And it was tough. Um, it was as tough to come home <laughs> as it was to have moved in the first place. Um, but I held that with me. I can always go home. Um, and does that kind of, things stay with you or did you do you feel you've closed the back door like you know you've made the move and home is where you are not home is a, a place you can return to how do you well, look at that my my situation with that was a little bit uh different um my residency actually uh, for the united states actually expired uh when i was because i had left and moved out of the united states and, and chose to live in a different country. So I had to literally give all of that up. And um, that that was hard because that was a door that closed that um, for me, I'm, I'm a really religious, um, spiritual person. So I looked at it like the Christopher Columbus thing that, um, you know, burn the ships, no retreat. And, and so going back home is always, always an option. Sometimes it, you know, it takes a little bit longer to be able to come. And I, I, like you, I had a quote that has stayed with me for my whole life. And it was from my dad. And um, it was years ago when I was uh, just barely divorced, you know, from my kid's dad, my kids were super little. And I had an opportunity to be invited to, to, you know, audition for a plus size modeling thing, which was a new and upcoming industry in America. And um, I, I didn't want to go. And my boss is like, why are you not there? Like you would represent all of these beautiful women. And I hummed, I hawed, I hummed, I hawed. My self-esteem was just so low. And I ended up finally 
my I showed up at work that day and my boss said, what are you doing here? Go to the audition. Go right now. Leave right now. And I grabbed my dad and I said, come on, let's go. And um, I ended up being one of the last candidates in the door. And I made made it through that final round of the mm-hmm. modeling you know, search, which freaked me out. I'm like, what? And um, then we had the opportunity to go and compete in California, you know, for like contracts, TV, you know, everything. And I wasn't going to go. And my dad said something so smart to me. And my dad says, if you don't go, you will always wonder and you'll never know. Mm. Ah, that just, you know, and he, and he's my, my parents themselves are immigrants from South Africa. So they moved from South Africa all the way to Canada and then America when we were very little. So my parents did that with uh, four little girls, me and my three sisters, and then um, had children along the way when we got to Canada and then America. So I, I got, you know, in Canada, they had two more children. In America, they had, you know, five, six, seven, eight. There's 10 of us in our family. So, so it was like, you know, they played like country bingo and let's have a child in that country. What should we do next? But it was, my dad said, you know, the fear was so intense when he was moving with, with my mom from South Africa. And, and imagine that was, you know, in 1970. Mm. So, Imagine no technology, no technology like this to stay in contact with your family. Long distance calls are outrageously expensive. We are so blessed that we can we can talk. We're in different time zones, but it doesn't matter. We can connect. Mm-hmm. And um, he said what drove him forward was what if you never go, you'll never know. And mm-hmm. so I've kind of used that compass my whole life. If I... You know, and it's helped me to be courageous when I'm not courageous. It it's helped me to go, what do I have to lose? You know, and sometimes, like you said, you fail and you fall on your face and and sometimes it hurts. Sometimes you're like brush yourself off. You know, as girls, I think it hurts. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, I, I can look back at my life and I see the spots that I think I failed, but people see the courage and go, Oh, how did you do that? And and I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. I failed. I was crying. I wasn't doing good. I'm like, ah. And, but at the same time, it, it's now so easy for me to come here and go, okay, let's just hop a train and go to Verona. Let's go to Venice. Let's go here. Let's, let's just explore. Let's go see, mm. you know, and, and it's made me a little bit more. I think, I think we have to do that as we mm. get older because we tend to become, when we're kids, we're on the playground, we're playing on, you know, everything we're climbing, we're doing the monkey bars, you know, we're hanging upside down, we're falling on the asphalt, right on. As we get older, we're like, Oh, what if I fall on the asphalt? Oh my gosh, mm. if I break a hip? I'm mm. do this. And, and I think it allows us to have a new zest, a new wind to be adventurous and young again and go, what if, what do we have to lose? You, you get to say, I lived in Boston. But you get to have that experience of moving to America. And how exciting is that, that, mm. you know, whether you're there for a year or two years, you get to say, I live there where so many people are trying to go there. Right. Mm. 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 And Absolutely. same thing for me. Like I, I remember being a little girl flipping through travel magazines and one day I'll go here. One day I'll go to Venice and one day I'll go there and to actually go here. It's like, mm. Oh, we're doing it, Harry. <laughs> I love I love your dad's advice. If you never go, if you never go, you'll never know. Um, and on the one hand, you could argue, well, if you'll never know, it doesn't matter anyway. But on the other hand, if that urge is there, then following that impetus really makes a difference because yeah. in the in the going and in the knowing, something is settled. And there's something else I hear in what you're talking about, and that is the real capacity to be present. You know, uh, listening to you, um, the being, the, the the life you're creating, the exploring, it, 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 just the, your use of adjectives is a state of being present. You know, it's, um, uh, you know, and I think, and you referred back to children and is is that something that you find a really um 
refreshing experience to be in the present. Obviously, we, we're dipping in and out the past and future constantly. But what I mean is that that sense of exploring, that sense of adventure, um, do you find it easy to engage and be in the present? I, I do. Um, one of the things that I have made sure to do with that is I I try to be a tourist every week. Mm, mm. I try to look at it always, not, oh, I get to go here again. Like I I try to just what what have I not seen? What have I not tried? What have I not? Um, I, I really try to keep my eyes open as if I'm seeing it for the first time. Mm. Like a child would see it. Mm. You know, and um it, it is funny because people here, you know, they look at it like, oh, going to Rome this weekend. I'm like, what? Like, how cool is that? Oh my gosh, you're going to Rome. Right. And they're like, yeah, no big deal. Go here, go there. And, and you know, and um, for me, I, I look at it like I'm living in the place that I dreamed of when I was 12. Mm. So being that um, when life hits you hard, you know, none of us know what's going on with life. We, we think we've got it all figured out and then the ducks get out of the line and you're cleaning up the poop on the yard. You're like, just get in line. But, you know, when, when things happen, I, I had breast cancer, uh, stage four breast cancer, uh, 2009, 2010, and fought really hard to stay here. And then my cancer came back five years later with a vengeance in other areas. And um, it had spread. And, and so when you have that over you and your life is almost taken from you, you value it more. You value the experiences more. You don't just want to go and be there. But I think, like you said, to be present is so important because I used to remember looking at magazines when I was you know, a little child going, oh, they're sitting at the cafes and look how glamorous those women look and look at that. Oh, la-di-da, I would love to do that. And to go, I'm that person sending those memories back mm. now to my family. And and so to, I don't want to ever take that for granted. I don't mm. want to take for granted that, you know, I'm blessed to be here. It is a blessing because not everybody, you know, stays, not everybody stays in America, not, you know, there's a lot of people who are being deported on a daily basis, mm. right? In, in all countries, not just America. And so I think, you know, and, and there's so many people who have applied and applied and applied to come to America, to come to Italy, to come to other countries, and they're denied. Mm. You don't have that, mm. right? So I, I think, you know, for me, I can't just be Italian because I'm not. I'm, mm. you know, I, I'm a very multicultural person. And I and to blend in, I don't like. I mean, I wear more makeup than drag queens, you know, and they like it. They're like, "Oh, girl, that's like, ooh, look at that." I um, I'm tall. I've got red hair. I don't speak Italian. I try, but I do it with an American accent. Ciao, 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 ciao. And um, so I'm gonna stand out no matter what. So mm. I think being in Italy has helped me to celebrate the present to see things that I normally would never have known about. It's nice to sit and talk with the locals. Like I, I have some friends that, you know, we, we talk and they tell me traditions, they tell me, you know, certain foods, why certain th foods are important, why they do things certain ways. And, and I think to really soak all of that up, that helps you really immerse yourself in the culture. But mm. I think that the mistake that people make is they try to be Italian. They try to be a hundred percent, you know, American. They try to be, and you can't, you have a beautiful British accent. You can't, right. There's, mm -hmm. there's no way I can get rid of this. And um, it, it helps me to appreciate more, but I will always naturally stand out. Mm -hmm. and, and I think you also have to be okay with that too, because you might have been part of the crowd in your native country, but then when you remove yourself and go somewhere else, you're automatically, you know, mm. you automatically stand out. And so it does help me to see things with fresh eyes every, you know, one of the, the things I don't want to do is I don't want to wake up and not hear the church bells. Mm. When you live by the train tracks, you get used to it. You're like train. I didn't know there was like four trains that came by here because mm. you just, don't hear it. But for, for me, I, I'm like, Oh, the, the bells are going to go off. And I make sure I'm windows open and, 
And so for me, I try to live as somebody who has chosen to be here mm. and, and chosen to spend my life here. And I just got my Italian residency. Congratulations. So <laughs> Yay, so excited about that. But um, I think it makes my choice easier to say I am, I am, you know, not, not a natural Italian, but I have chosen to make this my life. Mm. And I've chosen to be a part of this country and try fit in the best way that I can, even though it's not always going to be a hundred percent. And and to celebrate our differences, I think is is okay too, mm. because all of my neighbors love it when I bake chocolate chip cookies. I'm like, oh, she's making American cookies. You know, uh, they're extra nice to me on those days. They're like, she's making apple pie. <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. I have to say, I love apple pie and oh. American cookies are undoubtedly fantastic. Um, it's uh, there's a couple of things there you've said that I want to touch on. You, t the, the I've never really think you've in my own traveling experience, I've I've overlooked, I think, the privilege it is to um be permitted into a country. You know, it, it there are numerous situations why people are denied, and we don't need to get into that, but the fact that we get to be accepted. Um, is a privilege you know and I'm only in America because my husband's job brought him here and has us be here and you know whilst we don't intend to make it a lifelong presence we are here for a duration of time because the job is quite a long duration um, and it, it it is a privilege and I'm not sure I've seen it that way so thank you for that <laughs> <laughs> and um um well i think i take it for granted um and um and i so i think that that is a really uh, interesting point um that it that it that it is a privilege and i love the celebrating the differences you know and the the the, the thing i really picked up on in your speaking was owning yourself it, when you are one of the crowd you are just one of the crowd and you can blend in and um and and when you're Clearly, I remember it was so funny when we lived in um, Lagos because, you know, even though um, my husband's an African, they knew he was British just from his slight style of dress, the moment he opened his mouth, even though he could speak some of the local language. And obviously I stood out. And um, so we, we were different every day. And yet we really immersed ourselves into the environment, the way we worked there, the way we lived there. Um, and, you know, I didn't live among expats or anything like that. And I was really glad not to. And I was really well received and appreciated. Um, and I think I got access to a life that I wouldn't have had if I'd lived in the expat environment environments um so and you're, where you are you're not in a, a community of foreigners are you you're literally in all italian all around me <laughs> one or two speaking you know fluent english or um i i i went on a date with a gentleman and he ended up bringing his sister and her uh, and her, or his brother and brother or sister and the spouse because they said oh no she speaks fluent English and he goes it'll be nice you can talk to her da, 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 da. no oh no <laughs> no it was google translate all night <laughs> <laughs> it, is, but it was um yeah no definitely there is no expat community around me mm. and, I mean I've, I've met a couple of friends from you know other countries that do speak English but I, I actually like it like this too like you said mm. I I am privy to uh, see things like when you just go as a tourist and you only see the tourist attractions, you don't see the beauty mm. and the peripheral vision. You don't see. Um, and so to be able to be welcomed that way has been really special. Mm, absolutely. Oh. Yeah, I'm I'm beginning to make American friends now. And um, and I really love the richness of that. Um, of I I I can honestly say to you, my biggest and it sounds odd, and I don't know if I've mentioned this in a previous podcast, but one of my biggest welcomes came from my laundromat. And, um, you know, because obviously I went every week and now I have a washer dryer in my house, so I don't go to a laundromat. But when I first arrived, I did. 
and um, for a year. And I got hugged, I got greeted, I got, so they became my friends. You know, they were my really close acquaintances and they were very, very important to me because, you know, unlike my husband who walked into a, a life, I was having to navigate and make up a life. And they were a pinnacle point of of, of just being held, really. Um, um, and they cared, you know, and I really, really appreciated that. And now I look back on it, I think all of them were immigrants. Um, so they probably had a sense of, we never talked really about me or um, we all took each other at face value. So we didn't analyze how long have you lived here or anything like that. Um, but maybe they had a sense of what it what I might have been going through um but either way you know I I really appreciated that and then now I am getting I've joined a few different activities so that I am mixing with American people um as opposed to because I can almost live virtually through this screen and live anywhere in the world and I've always been really international so um, I remain very international, but it also is important to me that I integrate into a life um, with Americans as well. Um, so I love that you're sharing what you're sharing about how you're integrating um, with the Italians, even if there are challenges, like linguistically, whatever. You're, they're not barriers. You're, you're, well, they, they become almost entertainment, <laughs> Google translator. Yeah, I mean, there's been many times that it has been challenging, but people here are so warm and so welcoming and, and they really, you know, just as much as I try to speak Italian, they they really are so proud when they speak anything in English to me. You know, uh, one of the cafes that I go to quite frequently here, I go in there and I, you know, buongiorno, good morning. And, and everybody will turn around and go, good morning, good morning. And, and it's so nice that they do that for me, mm. right? And when, um, right before, before Christmas, I went in to say good morning and Merry Christmas. I had so many of, of the people that I've just met here um, turned around and try to wish me a Merry Christmas in English. That was so important to me. That felt so like that I wasn't forgotten, you know, mm. that they that they knew that it must be hard for me, just mm. as it's hard for, you know, so just little things that people do, you know, I found that they've been so welcoming, just like mm. with you, mm. you know, and, and what's really neat is they're all curious, you know, why are you here? What's going on? You know, mm. Why would a lady come by herself? Like, what's, And they all asked me if I'm going to find an Italian husband and get married. And I said, you know, I'm just going to have fun, right? That, that was the other thing. When I moved here, I, I was just freshly divorced from my second husband. So it was actually nice to go, I'm single. Yes, I can go to dinner. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I would love to go to coffee with you. Let's go. Pizza at five? Okay. I And that was one of the hard things I had to get used to was our dinner time in America is five o'clock, mm. right? Over here, mm -mm, they start serving dinner at like seven, eight, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock. And that was weird for me because I'm like, nope. Mm. I'm done. Right. So that it's just changing, you know, getting used to getting used to something different because I think when I go home now, I would be, I think my brothers and sisters would go, wow, you're so different. There is, I mean, there's so many opportunities and the food that I've tried out here has been different. And I, I still remember when I had my first pizza with pumpkin on it and I was like, what is this? Like, what this? Like, you ruined the pizza. And um, and they put this big blob of cheese in the middle, you know, of the pizza. And um, I remember it took me a while, you know, that so when you get a pizza in America, you get like a pizza, like a medium, and you share it with everybody. When you get a pizza over here, like you probably noticed when you went to Milan or it's yours. You mm. don't share. You just use a knife and fork and eat it as you want. And so when my pizza came with burrata cheese and pumpkin and salsicha sausage, I remember looking at it going, I don't know what to do with this. You know, you don't like ham and pineapple, but I'm not sure I'm okay with sausage and pumpkin. And it ended up being the best pub, the best pizza I've ever had in my life. 
best, mm. hands down the best. And now I'm telling my daughter, oh, you got to go buy pumpkin. And she's like, Libby's pumpkin, you know, like, what, what do I get, mom? And I'm like, no, the actual real pumpkin, cut it up and put it on your pizza. So I, I it's open doors that I, you know, it, it's opened my flavor palette because I used to be a very boring, you know, let's just have this, let's have this pizza on Fridays and lasagna on Tuesdays and burgers mm. on Wednesdays. It's opened up my palate to oh, the food, the pasta. And uh, and pizza and pasta aside, the Mediterranean diet is very healthy. And, and that's the thing, you know, it is different. You think you're going to gain weight with with how the eating habits are, but mm. it's, it's actually very healthy. And, and, you know, now I can't imagine eating something without like lathering it with olive oil or <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Yeah. yeah. Another thing that I notice is um, there's no grooming like Italian grooming. They look to the nines all the time. You don't see somebody just pulling their hair back in a ponytail, putting their grubby sweats on, pajamas. There's no Walmart walkers over here. Like, no. <laughs> and you know what I mean by that, right? You know, it's it's funny because people will dress up. And mm. I've learned I've learned that that is so important because you know, in the States, unless I was on a sales call, I was always running around in my sweatpants or mm. whatever, makeup on one side of the face, maybe nothing on the other side, but melted off like a week ago. <laughs> I don't know. And um, it's really nice because just even something, uh, there's a cemetery down the road from my house that I go and I sit at, you know, when I go on my walks and just to see people come into the cemetery to pay respects, mm. they are dressed to the nines. They're dressed mm so immaculate mm. i can just take pictures all day mm. fabulous i wish they were here to see you you look so good <laughs> i mean i probably shouldn't say that maybe you can cut that part <laughs> i'm just kidding um and and finally i want to ask you you come from a family of migrants clearly you know as in your family has moved and been comfortable with moving maybe challenged but you know, made it something they they can do. Do you um, think your own children will continue? You've obviously continued it. Do you think any of your siblings and children might continue the trend of migrating? You know, that's a hard question because sometimes when you are so comfortable with your life, mm. you don't want to do that. Mm. You don't want to leave that, even though you know there's more out there. They mm. like to visit. Um, I would hope that they would, but I, they all kind of live inter, interlinked where they're close enough that if they need something, they're right there. Mm. So I, um, I mean, you know, I, I don't know that they would, I don't know. Mm. I, I do have a sister that is wanting to move to Italy, you know, but um, she hasn't, proactively you know i i don't know all what she's doing but i know proactively it's not the right timing mm. yeah um my my children i hope that they will you know move in other countries not not that i'm saying move out of america or move out of london or move out of you know but i think to go and explore and and maybe even just live somewhere for a month mm. you know because there's mm. so many remote ways that you can work and and, and mm. support yourself that you don't necessarily need to be on site anymore. So I think, you know, giving yourself that opportunity, you know, my, my daughter um, had the opportunity to go to the UK to be a nanny and um, she, it was six months and she's like, you know, we didn't, I didn't really see anything. I said, but you lived here. Mm. How mm. cool is that? Mm. And, and, and so I think as they get older, they either want to stay home a little bit more. Mm. or I think when we hit a, like a certain mile mark in our years that we say, oh, you know, it's too late for me or, hey, my life is just starting. For me, it just kind of happened that the whole slate just got cleared as if to say God's given you a second wind. It's mm. time to. And I feel I feel actually younger than I was, you know, mm. 10 years ago. I feel like like really that I have a second win. So truly, I don't know if all of my brothers and sisters will move out or my children. Mm. 
Mm. But I'd, I'd like to be able to break the cycle in the family that if they choose to, mm. they can, that they go, hey, Aunt Joe did it. And, mm. you know, maybe it's, but I would, whoever's listening, I would encourage you that if you have the opportunity to, it is scary. It is a hard decision, you know, and like you said, you can always go home and you will never know unless you go and, 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 you know, I do have a couple of friends that are military that have gone to different countries and they've been stationed where they've had no option but to mm. go, you are moving to this place, you are moving here. And they always say it was the best experience that they've ever had, even mm. though they were afraid to go, that it, it just opens. And then you open yourself up to different cooking, different cuisine, different, you know, like for me, if I had never lived in Canada, I would never have a love for East Indian food, mm. which... I, I would never have known about it, you know, because I would have just lived where I lived. And now I, I'm open, you know, as long as it's not something I'm allergic to, I'm down. Let's do it. Let's mm. sometimes you have to close your eyes and eat it. Right. <laughs> All right. I'm not looking, but it tastes good. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. Yeah. Well, it's really exciting because this is your time. You know, you you have made the move for yourself and you are making it work and you, you're discovering these incredible opportunities that you're now living into. So um, I'm delighted for you, delighted that you've made this um, a reality. It, your dream is a reality. And like you said, there are challenges. It's not always easy, but you are making it happen. Um, and yeah, and I'm delighted that, that you're share, you've shared it with us. And yeah, thank you very much. Really, thank really you. lovely thank to you be for... with you. Thank you for having me and thank you for making the same choice too. Well, that's a good note to end on. Thank you very much, Joe. Thank you for being here today. Thanks, um, Claire. Thank you. Take care. Thank you.